There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I talk about whatever the hell we want. I'm Paul, that's John, and Dad, on our lovely Facebook page, we have had somebody get in touch. Derek Harris uh, dropped us a line about an encounter with Highway Patrol that I thought you might find interesting. Can I read it to you? Please do. Okay. I want to give a shout out to a Highway Patrol officer that could have absolutely ruined my day. On Sunday, I got pulled over in Miranda, New South Wales. The officer asked why I was driving an unregistered car. I completely forgotten to get the rego done. The officer checks my license and comes back, explains he's letting me off with a caution because my driving record was good. He could have fined me up to $2,500. The officer was really calm, explained everything well, and was just not judgmental at all. I've gotten the rego sorted and I'm very thankful that I didn't get fined. Just wanted to say to John Verhoeven that not all Highway Patrol are bad, winky smiley face. And then there's a bunch of other people here who've hopped on the thread. Um, somebody here who was an Ambo said they got pulled over for speeding um, and uh, they took him baked treats to basically uh, help get let off. I mean, that sounds like bribery. Well done, Talia. Um, someone else here said the officer must have listened to loose units. Um, and now people are suggesting that if they get pulled over for for speeding, they should uh, ask the person pulling them over if they listen to the podcast. What do you think of that for a tactic, Dad? Do you think that'll work? I think it's a really good idea. Um, And some of them may. In fact, they they obviously do. And I'm glad you brought up the Highway Patrol, Paul, because Mm. it's clear and obvious that, look, it's a... (laughs) If I had to think of the worst job in the New South Wales Police Force or any police force... Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, yes, you get to drive some really sexy cars. Like, our Highway Patrol in Sydney are driving BMWs. They are a fucking nice machine. But you're still dealing with with people on the road. And, I mean, it's a tough gig, you know? I saw a young girl getting pulled over near our place yesterday morning, and I just felt I felt sorry for her. She was young and nervous and... God, imagine if it's the first time you've ever been pulled over by the police. Yeah. Um, of course, the flip side is if you don't do anything wrong ever, that's impossible, you'll never get pulled over. Well, whoopee do. So uh, I think the, the, the Highway Patrol have a, a duty to also, they are representing the New South Wales Police Force, a, a service that we, the taxpayer, pay for. And I think that if you're going to you know, approach someone that you've just pulled over, I think it's nice to at least, if possible, uh, and I'm sure most, you know, police are at least start off being polite unless the driver's a complete fuckwit. 
and then you can kind of, you know, the lower the tenure of the conversation. But mm. I think initial encounters are... I mean, it's funny, you know, I get pulled over by uh, RBT down the bottom in Woolloomooloo near, the, uh, near the, the naval base. It is a regular, it's a special. They're there, look, a couple of times a week. I have been pulled over in the last, say, two years, maybe 30, 40 times. And, you know, sometimes you just... Most police are really, really lovely and polite. And, you know, they're just nice. Uh, because on first encounter, that's how they should be. But occasionally... You remember that time your mother and I were driving and we got pulled over by RBT and the police officer, firstly with his baton, just whacks the side of the car... What? Remember? What was this? Yeah, years ago. It was it was just ridiculous because I'd right. inadvertently inadvertently left a learner's permit on the front, and he was a complete fuckwit. Hang on, and he was a, why he was was a the rude permit. Why was the learner's because permit I'd, on the car at all? Because I'd been teaching Anne to drive a car. Oh, so this is back ages ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's just a point where. Yeah, and he, this Christine and I just could not believe this guy was actually wearing a police uniform. He was a complete mm. prick, and. We were going to make an official complaint. I just thought, you, this can't be real. I mean, yes, he may have had a really, really... I don't know what had happened to him, but he was just, uh, you know... But it's a shame when people are like that because they're in such a really powerful position and they have the ability to do really great things. And I think the caution thing's wonderful and, and that Highway Patrol, I tip my hat to him. I mean, it's it's great. And... Yeah. Well, you didn't want you you didn't actually want to talk about higher patrols. No, I didn't you want to talk to me about. You want to talk about birds, didn't I you? I want to talk about birds because you know okay. everyone knows that birds shit me no end. I mean, mm. I don't mind birds if they're porcelain and inanimate and quiet. Not a fan, huh? No, but it's just. That, I mean, I get look. I get stopped regularly. We people. know about your problems with birds, partly because you've talked oh. about it, but partly because they're they're audible on most episodes ah, of the no, show. I'm glad you mentioned that because I've just recently I had some people saying to me, "We can hear the birds in the podcast, yep. Yep. so they're here." And you and Tegan were up here a few weeks ago, and you went, mm-hmm. "Wow, they're they're pretty insane." I thought that's a really quiet day. Okay, so <clears throat> this story, Paul, is fresh to your sweet ears. Okay, ew, and I want it to be fresh to you as it is to the listeners. And that's the great thing about loose ends. We do talk about some, some, you know, weird, weird stuff. But this story is, in my opinion, absolutely bizarre and surreal. And I think people are going to get a bit of a laugh because mm-hmm. there's a touch of irony and there's a bit of a, you know, all the chickens come home to roost, even though these are birds. Uh, I have, because I'm a lateral thinker, listeners, I have connected two Oki straps and stretch them between the railings on our balcony. Do you know why I do that, Paul? Um, I've created sure a clothesline. Oh, okay, okay. And I've got six hockey straps, which gives me three lines of, of sort of rubber rope. Yeah. And when I come back in the mornings from my, you know, <laughs> I then, <laughs> I uh, put my wet clothing <clears throat> on the uh, on the line. It's what does mum think? What does mum think of this? Think of what? Of your kind of MacGyvering a... She thinks I'm a lateral thinker. That's a given. Okay. So, I mean, don't you admit it? it's at least clever? 
It's clever. Yeah, it's <clears throat> look, it's clever. It's just your <clears throat> the use of hockey straps. It's very, it's very you. Okay, so you get back and you've got your laundry. I mean, this everything's going fine. So everything's far. fine. Mm. But on Sunday night, we're watching telly. Christine becomes aware mm. of a movement. She thinks that one of the hockey straps, and it's dark outside, yeah. is vibrating. And I'm thinking, mm, vibrating? <laughs> she thinks there's a rodent walking or tapping the rope. Yeah. But we can't see anything, can we? And then I'm sort of craning my neck looking out and I can see. And it was weird. It was like almost, it was like a jazz beat. There was this sort of syncopation, a tapping of one of the... So two of them were not moving, okay? Mm -hmm. There's no wind. And one of them's tapping. And I'm thinking that actually is... I give Christine credit. That is quite mysterious. So I gingerly get off the lounge and I walk over to the fly screen door and I look out and I turn the light on and I see something that is very unusual. It's a a lorikeet. It's hanging by the beak, by its beak, and it's sort of shimming across uh, like, like a sort of a, a reverse or an inverted tightrope walker. And I'm looking at this bird... And I'm thinking to myself, it is really, it appears, I don't know whether birds uh, sort of understand or have a concept of fun. Some people say dolphins have fun when they, you know, ride the waves. Do you think animals can have fun, Paul? Or is that a oh, human? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, uh, you, it, it, look, it depends on the animal, really. Like a yeah. snail. I don't Might think be sad that fun. it's going so slow. I don't think they feel anything, really. Mm. Anyway, so... I'm watching, and then Christine comes over, and we're literally watching this. It's a show. It's a bird show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's only one bird. Now, the bird looked a little bit unusual, I thought. Um, it had very short feathers. Not your normal sort of length of feathers for that type of... For that species. And it was it was very adept at working the tightrope. It was doing all sorts of maneuvers. It was swinging around, and it would swing back up, and it was... It was literally, it was just quite extraordinary. And we got about around about five minutes of free entertainment watching this thing. And then okay. it slowly makes its way down. Are you wondering where this story is going? Oh, yeah. No, this is a, this is a cracker for everyone that knows the, the history of the birds and the bird ladies upstairs, etc. So the bird makes its way down onto the balcony. Now, we've got a money tree that's useless because it hasn't given me any money at all. And... The bird jumps into the money tree and it's literally vanished because it's quite a dense money tree. Mm -hmm. And then it pokes its little head out and it's peering. And then it jumps down, then it walks over to the door and it's got its little beak, its little beak um, sort of open and it's clearly hungry. Then we figured out it actually can't fly. It's, 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 It's a sort of a, it's a baby bird. It's not tiny, but it's definitely smaller, black beak. And very few feathers. It can't fly. It hasn't fallen out of a tree because it's uninjured. And it seems to be relatively happy. And it certainly is very good on the tightrope. And Christine says, it's hungry and it can't fly. So you know what Christine does? What? Get ready for this. And this is the part of the story that everyone's going to go, wow. Mm -hmm. She goes upstairs to the bird lady. I I said, Christine, please... You can't. 
encourage her. You can't I feed just, that. Please, please, just don't. This woman is, you know, I don't know whether she listens to the podcast. I don't think so, but oh boy. Anyway, Christine leaves the apartment. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, on the off chance, and it's not going to happen, but on the off chance that Christine brings this lady into our place, which is just, I can't even conceive the issue, uh, the matter. Can you guess what I do? Christine's gone out of the flats. It's yep. Sunday night. I run around mm-hmm. and I make the place absolutely immaculate. I even put a giraffe, not a giraffe, a, a zebra screensaver on the TV. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Light a few candles and create an ambient atmosphere because I am actually insane. Christine comes back down and says she's coming down. But not only is she coming down, she's gone to the apartment above to get the other lady, the two of them. Now, the other lady used to run, uh, she was a madam for a notorious brothel in Sydney, uh, King's Cross. So we've got two of the most unusual. Do you remember the, 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 remember how about a year ago during COVID, we'd go out and there were those sort of, not satanic, but those witch sort of craft signs in salt all around the building? Okay, I'm, I'm sort of in the kitchen thinking, is this actually going to happen? And sure enough, there's a knock on the door and the, the bird lady enters our apartment, which That's I couldn't, my, my brain, could, and then behind her was the lady above her, and she's got a bird cage. Okay? And they walk into our apartment, and it was this huge production. 
And I'm just standing there thinking, this is really weird and surreal. And then they go out onto the balcony and I can hear this bird screaming. And eventually they sort of manhandle it into the cage. And then they, the, the bird calms down, knowing that it's, it's sort of, you know, whatever. And then the two women, they, they're all sort of crowded around. I mean, our apartment's not big, as you know. And the only thing I could say to these two ladies, oh, they, they got the bird. And they standing, rescued the bird. They rescued it, and they they then said, "Look, it'll, we'll t- we'll we'll look after it. it. Has to be fed by hand, yep, for for yep. quite a period of time, which yep. which they're doing." And uh, then, what's now happened? Well, firstly, I'd also like to say that at that juncture, I didn't know what to say, and I said something really weird and bizarre. I said to both of them, "I said, so what do you think of our apartment?" That's all I could think of saying. <laughs> which is so what insane. did they say? Oh, this is really, really upsetting. I have a collection of Buddhas and some... You know, I've got extraordinary stuff, Paul. Like mm-hmm. It's like a mini museum. Yep. The bird lady said to me, Oh, I love your uh, I love your shutters. That's all she said. Huh. She likes the shutters. That's a compliment. Take mm. it. No, it's not. So then they left. But here's the other weird thing about this whole story is that now yeah. they're coming down to our apartment and giving us updates on the bird. Yeah, see, so you... You've... Li- <laughs> You know with vampires where they can only come into your house if you invite them? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that's that. What you've, that's what you've done. Yeah, so you, that, that's they have to be invited, and I think you've yeah. done that. So, mm. yeah. so there you go. That's a bit, of a bit of a sort of a funny story, I think, in relation to everything that's gone before. Well, just quickly, you've been mentioning uh, stories a lot lately because you went ahead and embarked on a bit of a mission, mm. and you got in touch with me a couple of days ago to say that your application to join up to the Australian Police Journal has been approved and you now have access to every single issue of the Australian Police Journal. A journal, by the way, which was a figurative part of my childhood because you you had copies of this journal around and I I, I stumbled into quite a few, which was very disturbing. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, I believe, have the very first issue of the Australian Police Journal on you right now. Mm, It's from 1947. So what they've done is they've effectively photographed every single magazine. Um, so you can sort of, you know, set it up in front of you and you can, you know, do that fancy thing where you turn the page and it makes a, a weird noise, like, yep. you're, like you're turning a page, which actually no turning of a page ever sounds the way the electronic sound sounds. Mm-hmm. But in 1947, um, I'm sort of looking at, as I speak, uh, from the Australian Police Journal, a, a beautiful, beautiful article. And it's, 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 it's a simple article. It's, it's poignant and sweet. And listeners, one of the, I guess, amazing things about this particular article is that it's by a detective constable who worked at North Sydney Police Station. Mm -hmm. Well, as we all know, that's where I started my, my career. And it's just a beautiful story. And it's called Bicycle Stolen. Shall I just give you a bit of a... Uh, sort of a, a run through yes please and the constable says and this is bearing in mind 1947 when sort of it's of the time and i think it's it's just it's lovely it's just after the second world war and uh he starts the article by saying the bicycle is the poor man's transport the means of recreation for youths and as vital to the countless thousands of owners as is the motor car to the more affluent members of the community. The bicycle is easy to steal, is not insured, and its theft is a serious loss to the owner. 
And then he goes on and on for pages, talking about the bike. Did you just hear that noise then? That no. was the Oh, I heard it. It's the turning of the page. It's pretty exciting. And then he talks about describing bikes and how, you know, you've got to take this job really, really seriously. And they used to have uh, serial numbers on bikes. And weirdly, Paul, bicycle serial numbers have, have been used in the solving of incredibly serious crimes are uh, really, really serious crimes. Uh, but at the end of the uh, the article, it's quite beautiful. And if I may just sort of paraphrase, he, um, he categorises the types of people that are likely to steal a bicycle right. if unattended on the street. And he says, yeah. the person, usually a boy or a youth, I don't know whether they'd get away with that now, a boy or a youth, who steals a bicycle unattended in the street, rides around for a while and then abandons it. So that's the first type. Then you've got the second type is a person who steals the bicycle. He takes it home and scrapes and repaints it. Okay? And sometimes he files off the serial numbers. This is, this is you know, a well-researched and rather sweet article. Now, the third type of person who steals a bicycle, alters it in the manner mentioned in the previous paragraph and then sells it to some unsuspecting person. That's the third category. And here we are with the fourth and final category. And he says, finally, there is the greatest menace of all, the backyard dealer. He's the person who steals or gets someone to steal or purchases bicycles he knows are stolen, takes them to his workshop workshop, and dismantles them completely and just basically then you know, rebrands them. And I think it's a rather, it's a serious story in that it's serious. It's made it into a very early edition of the Australian Police Journal. And I think it's just really lovely. And at the end of the article, there's a massive three-quarter page ad for cigarettes saying, time for a capstan. Capstan, the Empire's favourite cigarette. Now, don't go giving capstans a free plug. No, true. But I don't think they exist anymore. That was the joke. I know. I but isn't, isn't um, it just lovely? It's so lovely to to be invited back into the fold. I mean, I used to obviously get the Australian Police Journal, and I kind of wish yeah. I'd kept it going. But now, and the most, well, they've they've got scans of every issue. Every my, issue. My my pressing question, Dad, is that you were a police officer f- through a very pivotal period, and you mm. were involved in some absolutely insane cases, uh, many of which have formed the backbone of this show and of mm. the books. And what I'm very curious about is, are any of the cases that you were involved in mentioned or detailed in past issues of the Police Journal? Uh, yes, I worked on that. And how can you find that out? Well, I already... I, one of the ones we're going to talk about um, at the live show really? in Melbourne. Particularly horrendous and horrific and, quite frankly, t- terrible, terrible story. Interesting. Definitely one of the worst, uh, but I think we save that for, for the live show. Absolutely. Um, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm so curious as to how, okay, so that's, we're now plugged in mm. to this pipeline of true crime, mm. um, some of which you were involved in, some of which, yeah. most of which you weren't, obviously. Mm. Um, but the Police Journal, is a, it's, a, it's a legitimate journal. Uh, you said that you got your dad a job. Um, I did. Yeah, dad on the dad journal, did right? some editing. Um but I was just looking, uh, just sort of perusing the issues. And, yeah. of course, I can remember pretty well all the, the covers from when I was in the job. Mm-hmm. And I was just just browsing uh, a few days ago. 
and I came across a story about a guy that was uh, eaten by a crocodile. And they caught the crocodile and they cut the crocodile up and they pulled all his body parts out. And there, sure enough, in the Australian Police Journal are all the photographs of all the body parts. It is totally... It just brought back all the memories of my time in forensics. No holes barred. I don't think they have photographs of that intensity in 2022 editions. I'll, right. I'll let listeners know. But there's, there is literally no censorship in, in the magazines, particularly the, the ones from well, when I was in the job in the 80s. It is seriously fucked up. And that's why it's a restricted publication, obviously. Yeah. My but God. that's not the best note to finish on, really, is it? Well, no. I, I guess what I'm excited about is the fact that you are now back... Back in. in the, uh, you plug back, plugged back into the pipeline, so to speak. Correct. So, Correct. Very exciting. Anyway. Um, well, look, I'm really excited about what happens next on the show. Also... Um, Thank you so much, everybody, for getting in touch about the boat. Uh, pretty much everyone agrees with your theory, by the way, with the theory of what happened uh, oh, that's to great. the MV Joyetta. Yeah, pretty much everyone is, you know, is on, is so on, your, right. on your page. Right. Um, so we'll be chatting about uh, the film producer who commissioned the boat next week on Tuesday. Uh, meantime, everyone, please make sure you have a good weekend. Uh, we're really looking forward to hanging out with you. If you haven't hopped across and grabbed tickets to the matinee show on December the 3rd, Go and do it, you big, gorgeous dummies. Uh, and if you want to get in touch, head across to our Facebook page, uh, the Facebook discussion group over um, on Facebook, which is where Facebook pages are. I'm saying Facebook a lot. Also, uh, just quickly, a shout out to the listeners who recommended to Tegan to listen to Undisclosed, which is the incredible podcast which followed up on the trial of Adnan Syed. If you had any lingering doubts as to A, how badly the trial was handled by the police uh, and law enforcement, and B, uh, how probably innocent Adnan is, then please listen to this show. It is just a fucking slam dunk. I've I've not enjoyed a true crime podcast this much in a long time. I know I'm years late to the party. Literally years. It's been going since, I think, 2014. Um, but that's something to think about. Anyway, have a great weekend, everyone, and we will see you very, very soon for more Loose Units. Bye-bye. Cheerio. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.